Welcome to Bible Near You, a Bible study program that seeks to shed some light on the Bible and aims to drive the shade of ignorance from the mind of the people across the world. The program comes to you every Wednesday at BibleNearYou.co.za at 1600 South African Standard Time. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and other podcasting platforms. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bible Near You. If you have any questions concerning the content of our show, you can email us at question at biblenearyou.co.za. Now we join our host and teacher, Lungisa Jostri. This is another day that the Lord has made, and we are destined to rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Lungisa Jostri. Thank you very much, my dear friends, for joining me on another episode of Bible Near You. This is our 14th session. Last week we were on session number 13, doing 2 Kings. Today we are doing 1 Chronicles. Remember, my dear friends, that we are looking at the Bible, just an overview of it, just an aerial view of the Bible. So we started off from very, very, very first session where we were introducing the Bible and we we're also looking at how the Bible is arranged from uh, Old Testament to the New Testament and then the sections within the New and the Old Testament individually. Now we're looking at the books, we're just uh, going over the books uh, and uh, we're hoping that by February 2022 we will finish. So we have one more year, Lord willing, and then by next year in February we finish the Old Testament and the New Testament survey or the overview of the Bible. So let's talk about First Chronicles. First, uh, First Chronicles is um, just like when you look at the First and Second Samuel and the First and Second Kings. He, those two books are one book. First and Second Samuel, one book. First and Second uh, Kings, one book. First and Second Chronicles are also one book. If you go to the book itself, the title is called Chronicles. Chronicles. It talks about the record of history, record of time. As you can see that Chronicles come from the Greek word, the root is chrono or chronos, which means time. So, and then Chronicle, it's a documentation of, of a history of, of what happened, the events that happened at a certain point of time. So, uh, Chronicles. So the book itself, the author, we don't know who wrote it. Just like other books, we don't know who wrote uh, First and Second Chronicles. So there are many speculations that people are putting on the table, but really there is no concrete evidence who might have written, even though when you look at, at this book, uh, you will realize that the last words of the book of uh, Second Chronicles, so the last verses of the book, because first and second chronicles is one book. So if you go to second chronicles at the end of this whole chronicle business, you find that the last two verses, they are actually an identical copy. It's just copied word for word in Ezra chapter one and two. So that's quite strange. I find it quite strange though, that uh, this would happen. If you read Ezra one, verse 1 and 2, and you read 2 Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 22 and 23, word for word. So I don't know now who copied who. Was it Ezra copying 
Chronicles, well, was it Chronicles copying the book of, of, Ezra, of Ezra? So we really don't know what's going on here, but all we know is that, that those verses are the same, the same, um, not even similar, copied word for word. All right. So if you look at the book of uh, First Chronicles, you can see that where it starts, it starts off with uh, the genealogies. It tells us about the genealogies, but it, it doesn't go as far as saying, like as in Genesis, you know, in Genesis that Seth beget this one and this one beget that and that one beget that and, and so on and so forth. But here it just gives us a list of of um, the the ancestors of the people of Israel. So when it starts off, it just says Adam, comma Sheth or Seth, comma Enosh. So you you know that. And after Enosh, Enosh beget Canaan. Canaan's firstborn was Mahalalil. Mahalalil's firstborn was Jared. Jared's firstborn is Henoch or Enoch. Um, and then Enoch's firstborn is Methuselah. Methuselah. Uh, gave birth to Lamech as the firstborn, and then Noah gave birth to Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now it tells us about the sons of Japheth, tells us about the sons of Ham, and it tells us about the sons of uh, of uh, Shem. So can you see now, when you go to this book, the book of Chronicles, immediately you can find a lot of names there. And I see that a lot of people avoid reading First Chronicles. In fact, if you look at First Chronicles, chapter one to chapter nine, it's all chronicles. And um, a person who was brave enough to actually read this portion actually went and discovered something in chapter four. I think a lot of people, if they go to First Chronicles, they will go to chapter four and uh, verse nine. Verse 9 and 10, where Jabez was praying, it says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him in sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and, th and, um, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And then afterwards, it just goes on as if nothing happened. And Caleb, the brother of Shua, begat Mehir, which was the father of Eshton, and Eshton begat, etc., etc. So, it's just genealogies, genealogies after genealogy. So, you come to a chapter, um, so we look at... Um, it's just uh, from from verse two of uh, so sorry chapter two from verse one of chapter two it just gives us the genealogies of the tribes of Israel starts off with the ge uh, genealogies of the tribes of Israel in fact the opening line in the King James of chapter two it says these are the sons of Israel whereas in chapter one it gives us the earlier genealogies from Adam and then it gives us also the genealogies of uh, uh, the kings that reign in the land of Edom, so in the in in Saul in in Esau's Esau, because he's not going to be talking about Esau afterwards, because he's going to focus on the children of Israel. If you don't know who Esau was, Esau was one of the sons of Isaac. He's the brother of Jacob, so that was the they were twins. So Esau was the eldest, 
but then uh, somehow there were there was a transaction that was made uh, J- Jacob's um, sort of um, traded a soup for <laughs> for the bad right when Esau was coming from hunting came and says I'm hungry give me something to eat and Jacob was cooking because he was close to his mother and uh, Jacob said okay I'll give you something to eat I'll give you a morsel but what you're going to do for me is give me your bad right and this man Esau despised his bad right and says what's a bad right if I'm dead so they exchange now when it's time for blessings because um, Esau was supposed to get the blessing as the firstborn, so get the blessing of the firstborn, but he um, was not worthy of it. So his mother actually made haste and told Jacob that, hey, go and prepare yourself. Your, bl- your, br- your, your father is going to bless your brother, so go quickly so you get the blessing. So Jacob stole the blessing. We say he stole the blessing um, because he lied about it, but... In actual fact, there was a transaction that was given. They had an agreement over a uh, um, soup um, that uh, he's now the firstborn. He gets the bad right. So Jacob was supposed to get the bad right because I mean, they agreed that over soup. <laughs> All right. But here's the thing here. So we're giving the genealogies of Esau in chapter one. So it starts here. Let me just show this from verse one to verse uh, verse 1 to verse 4, it's Adam to to Noah and the sons of Noah. And then verse 5 to verse 7, it gives us the sons of Japheth. Verse 8 um, gives us the sons of Cush all the way up to verse 16. And then in verse 17, it gives us the sons of Shem. And then when it comes to the sons of Shem, uh, what we see here is it gives us a, two types of genealogies. This you must understand. There's a reason for this. First, it gives us, because when you come to Eber, there's a, something that happens there. In the times of Eber, Eber gets two sons, and uh, one of the sons of Eber is called Peleg, and the other son of Eber is called Joktan. So the genealogy goes down the line of Joktan. But when you come to verse 24, then the genealogy comes uh, from Shem, through Peleg. The reason for this, you can also even go back to Genesis. Let's just go back to Genesis. I think we dealt with this in Genesis, where we learn of the genealogies. So let's go to chapter 10 of Genesis and observe what I'm talking about. Now, when you come to Genesis, here in verse 21, we're given the sons of of Shem, unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber, and uh, bro- the brother of Japheth the elder, even to him were children born. And the children of Shem, Elam, etc., etc. But when we come to verse 25, this is what you get. In Genesis chapter 10, verse 25 says, Unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and, the br- and his brother and his brother's name was Jokthan. And Jokthan begat Almodad and Shalef and uh, Hazamavith and Gerard, etc. So it just goes on through the lineage of Jokthan, but it doesn't tell us anything about Peleg. But if you go to chapter 11, after the saga in the Tower of Babel and God had confused the language of the people, then verse 10 of chapter 11 says, These are the generations of Shem. But now you'll notice that it, it, it deals, it's, they are the same. 
They are the same, uh, the sons of, of Shem, until it gets to Peleg. Joktan is no longer mentioned. So when you get to Eber, Eber um, is the son of Salah. It's the son of Salah. So Eber, and then after that, it's just Peleg, and then Peleg leaves, and then and so on. And then the genealogy takes us to Abraham, because that's the whole point. He wants, us, he wants to take us to Abraham. So now what we see or what we note here in this book, what we notice that in, in Chronicles, it gives us what Genesis gives us. In, as, I, as I mentioned that from verse 17 to verse 23, it gives us the sons of Shem, but the lineage comes to Eber and then it goes to Joktan. Pelag is, is mentioned in verse 19 of verse of chapter 1. Um, it says, Unto Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Pelag, because in his days the earth was divided in his brother. It seems like whoever was writing here sourced his information directly from the book of Genesis. So he got these genealogies from the book of Genesis. Then comes to verse 24, starts again. It says, Shem, Ephek said, It's amazing. Shem, Ephek said, Shela, Eba, Peleg, Rehu, Seruk, Nahor, Tera, Abram. And then the same is Abraham. And then the sons of Abraham, Isaac and Ishmael. And these are the generations. And then firstborn of Ishmael, Nejabod, etc., etc., etc. Gives us the sons of Ishmael. And then now these are the sons of Keturah. Because remember, after Sarah had died, Abraham took another wife. So he got other concubines, gave uh, got uh, some other sons as well, one of which is Midian, one of which is Midian. The Midianites are also the sons of Abraham uh, in verse 32. Now the sons of Keturah, Abraham's concubine, she bears Zimran, Jokshan, Midian, and Midian, Midiani. Median and Ishbak and Shua and the sons of Joshan, Sheba and Dedan. So these are the sons of, of, of Abraham. So all these. And then also it says, uh, and, and Abraham begat Isaac and the sons of Isaac, Esau and Israel and the sons of Esau, Eliphaz. So from verse 35, give us the sons of Esau. And then from there, just gives us from verse 38, gives us the princes of the tribes of, uh, of Esau. So that's what we get from this very book here. It's a very detailed names, a lot of names involved here. Gives us the history. So if you go back to Genesis, check it out. Come back here also in the book of Chronicles and also verify those details that they are actually um, similar. Now come to chapter 2 of First Chronicles. We learn of the sons of Israel. Now these with the genealogies of the 12 tribes of Israel. So there are a lot of details there. So I advise you that you go and read for yourself these chapters from chapter 2 right to chapter 9. Now, when we get to chapter 10, now we learn of the death of Saul. He's just going over that. He's not going to go deep in details. Just tells us how Saul died. Uh, and that's all he tells us about how Saul killed himself and, and, um, and, um, also tells us about the sin that Saul had died and his condemnation. I mean, the sin that uh, Saul had committed and his condemnation. You know, when he went and inquired of a woman with familiar spirits, uh, a, a Sangoma, went and, and, and um, inquired from there. And what happened is uh, God had um, judged him already there. So 
he was going to die in the battle with the Philistines. He was inquiring concerning the battle and then he died. He, he didn't inquire of the Lord. And so it says in verse 14 of chapter 10 and um, oh, starting from, let's do verse 13 so it will make sense. It says, and Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. So that's what we find. This is what we learn or we can win out from this book here. So it just gives us a summary of the life of his, of, of Saul. Now, from henceforth in chapter 11, we're going to be learning or we read over there of the life of David. This is all about David. Text talks about his army in chapter 11. So in chapter 11 to chapter 12 and then chapter 13 deals with the Ark of the Covenant. This is Now these are the events that we've already dealt with in the book of 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings. So they are also reiterated in 1st uh, and 2nd Chronicles. And also some other details are being added just to give more clarity to us. So if you want to understand the story of David and the story of uh, Solomon, the king, read first and second, sorry, read first and second Kings, read first and second Chronicles. But about David, go and read first and second Samuel as well. So we learn a summary of the life of David from, from there. So we get various military events during David's reign in chapter 14 to chapter 18. And in, in chapter 17, we get the Davidic covenant. We get the covenant that God made with David. I think that's the time where David wanted to build a temple unto the Lord, but uh, God declined his request and said that his son would actually do that. The son of, that will come out of David's lawn, which in this case is Solomon was the one that was going to build the temple unto the Lord, and David was not going to do that. So God actually kept the promise, and uh, and uh, actually Solomon did that and built the temple. But also there's a greater promise than that. Somebody that is far greater than Solomon came, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the ultimate king, the everlasting king, that was going to be the king forever over the people of God. And then we learn of David's sin when he took the census. It's recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 24. So we learn of that and that sin, what happened there. Preparation for the temple. David was making arrangements and uh, getting the material. Everything was being prepared. He made it ready. So before David died, he collected all the material for his son, for Solomon. He made arrangement with other kings. He ordered stuff. He was making sure that everything was ready for the temple. Even though he was not going to build the temple himself, but he made sure that the material is collected. Whatever was needed uh, to build the temple was ready. And also arranged the Levites, the way they were going to serve, their orders, their courses, their shifts. Yeah, turns on how they were going to work. David uh, arranged all that. He arranged his army. He arranged. And then we, we see him in chapter 28. 
verse 1 to chapter 29 verse 19 giving his last words and also chapter 26 verse 30 and then in chapter 23 uh, if you go back Solomon is installed as king because there was this commotion where one of the sons of David wanted to take over just went mad and he started sounding the trumpet announcing that he, he was going to be king but he was wrong he was not going to be king because Solomon was actually chosen by God to be the king over Israel. So first uh, Chronicles is just giving us those short details. But when we come to second Chronicles next week, we will look further. So this is just a short, uh, short episode. But next week, we're going to deal with second Chronicles looking into details into the life of Solomon. So I'm not going to repeat so much. Uh, of the of first uh, of first chronicles because it, it repeats the events that we've talked about a few times ago but i will encourage you my dear friends to go and read read it yourself give yourself time go through first chronicles read it it's very interesting so next week my dear friends lord willing we are going to talk about second chronicles and we're going to go into details as to what's going on in that all right, my dear friends, so I'm just going to leave it here for now. And I will ask you to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. Our handle is at Bible near you at Bible near you. If you have any questions, email questions at Bible near And if you have any uh, need, any information regarding our operations and if you'd like to support us financially, email info at biblenearyou.co.za we have a whatsapp group the link is on the show note my name is Lucas Jostry and you are listening to the 14th episode of Bible Near You Bible Study Podcast goodbye you have a fantastic week